0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: What I need is the dandelion in the spring, the bright yellow that means rebirth instead of destruction, the promise that life can go on no matter how bad our loss is, that it can be good again. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review. I'm Ramia Amadan, the host of the show here with our technical producer, Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And this is the podcast where we talk all things audiobooks on a weekly basis, you know, with ourselves, with others, and we love to keep you posted on everything going on in the audiobook world as it stands today. Also, that quote that you just heard, where we love to start with our quotes as well, is from the book... Mockingjay by Suzanne Collins. Now, this is book three of the Hunger Games series, if uh, you were paying attention and thinking, well, where did I hear that? And also of the movies, if you're uh, checking out that franchise instead. But we're featuring quotes of spring and new beginnings through April. So that was the inspiration around this quote. Now, dandelions, I just want to comment on that for a second. Dandelions could be seen as... a uh, what do we call them now? Weeds. <laughs> Why that word didn't come to me. Uh, but we kind of think of them differently because you know springs coming around the corner or already here when you see dandelions popping up around your area or you got to weed them out if you're a gardener. So kind of a nice take, you know, to to have uh, dandelions featured this way for spring. Moving on to the SELA homepage as we um, Check out their featured titles at the very top, heading level two if you're a screen reader user. Daughters of the Deer is the first one up there. This is by Danielle Daniel, historical fiction. We featured this a couple weeks ago on the show. The second one is Run Towards the Danger by Sarah Pauly. Family and relationship category for this one, and we talked about it in depth last week on our episode. And the last one of the featured titles category on the Cela homepage is Moon Witch. Spider King by Marlon James and this is a fantasy category so kind of a heads up uh, as what to come later on in the show and that you can check out C-E-L-A-Library.ca.
2: and over to you Nizarine because as usual you have What's Trending. Yes so audiobooks.com tweeted out this week's hottest new releases starting off with The Investigator by John Sanford. Insomnia by Sarah Pinborough. Uh, Love that story. Observations from a Gorgeously Queer Life by Jonathan Van Ness. A Woman of Endurance by Dama Lenos Figueroa. And the last one I'll mention is Theater of Marvels by Leanne Dillsworth. So if you want to see more of the hottest book releases this week, you can go to audiobooks.com. And they have a full list. I just I just narrowed it down to the top list. Remya. I wanted to ask you because I sat this morning outside for like five minutes and enjoyed the beautiful, beautiful weather. Are you the type to find a spot outside and listen to an audiobook? or would you rather stay inside? You know what, it really
1: depends. Okay, for the summertime, absolutely. I love being outside uh, on the balcony, on a porch, um, at the beach, at a cottage. Oh, you know what? This is so reminiscent. Last year, I went to a cottage with my family, which, you know, we've been... We've scarcely had time to take trips in the last two Mm -hmm. years, but I went um, to a cottage with my family and I swear, Nisreen, they were asking if I was good because I was outdoors reading an audiobook by the fire, by the lake, pretty much all day for all three days um didn't want to go on uh, the car rides across to wherever i didn't want to leave the cottage i didn't even want to be indoors mosquitoes no mosquitoes i was out there with the audiobook all three days um so absolutely outdoor audiobook listening is a huge plus for me how about you do you do you have a preference any kind of like relaxation even if it's not necessarily audiobook listening uh outdoors indoors
2: yeah, I would prefer outdoors. I mean, I'm not into the sitting on the floor, mosquitoes type of person. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm being real with you. I'm not the k- typical camper type of person. I'm more of a hotel type of person. Mm. So when it comes to vacations, uh, like I'm thinking about just sitting on the sand or sitting on a picnic chair on the beach or something and listening there's to no an mosquitoes. audiobook. As long right. as there's no mosquitoes or there's no okay. bugs crawling on my chair, I will be fine. <laughs> this is like i I'm being specific. straight with you. This is Yay, a very know, honest. It. This is right. a very honest podcast. That's what you get. It, is it okay if there's birds around? Like are yeah, birds? Yeah, okay? of course. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah, birds are fine. I have Fifi in the house, so we're we're okay. True.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. So yeah, I mean, to me, like, I love uh, curling up outside under, even under the stars, though I can't see them at nighttime with a blankie and and listening to audiobooks out there. Um, Because you can, it's the vibe, right? Like, it's so different from being in the city and construction and
2: street Mm -hmm. noise. It's peaceful. It's peaceful. Mm. And that's, that's all that matters. I mean, and as you pointed out, like, we can't see the stars, but just just being in that setting, being in that environment, just hearing your right. surroundings, you can picture yourself being under those stars and yeah. visualizing that audiobook that you're listening to so peacefully. Oh, yeah.
1: It's true. The retention, ah, yeah. I feel, is so much better when we're in these kind of circumstances and able to fully relax and focus on a book. It's just so different um, from... You know, day to day routine and then squeeze in an audiobook Mm -hmm. whenever you can type thing. But nice. I love this question. Thank you. You got it. I'm your host, Ramya Amadan, and we are going to be jumping into a pause or play. If you're new, This is the time where we go through a book, usually one that we've already discussed in the previous segment, and I tell you what it's all about based on the synopsis, and then you tell me if you would hit pause or play, aka listen to this audiobook or not. So let's talk about Moon Witch, Spider King. Uh, This is by Marlon James. It's a fantasy novel, and it's the second book in the Dark Star trilogy. So here we go with the synopsis. Sogolin, the Moonwitch, proved a worthy adversary to Tracker as they clashed across a mystical African landscape in search of a mysterious boy who disappeared. In Moonwitch, Spider King, Sogolin takes center stage and gives her own account of what happened to the boy and how she plotted and fought triumph and fail as she looked for him. It's also the story of a century-long feud seen through the eyes of a 177-year-old witch that Sagolin had with Eazi, chancellor to the king. It's said that Eazy worked so close to the king that together they are like the eight limbs of one spider. Eazi's power is considerable and deadly. It takes brains and courage to power him, to challenge him, which Sogolin does for reasons of her own. Both a brilliant narrative device, seeing the story told through uh, the perspective of an adversary and a woman, as well as a fascinating battle between different versions of Empire. Moon Witch Spider King delves into Sogolin's world as she fights to tell her own story, part adventure tale, Part chronicle on a dominant woman who bows to no man. So this is the end of the synopsis uh, for Moon Witch Spider King. Let's go around the table and see who would press pause or play on this fantasy tale. Starting with you, Nizreen, pause or play.
2: I'm usually into fantasy books, but uh, this sounds like a really old book. So I, I would press pause. I'm not really into the witches tale types of books.
1: Okay. Do you want I mean? to uh, specific on your fantasy?
2: Yeah. I have a follow-up question really quickly for you though. Mm-hmm. Would you read a book from like a, a second or third book from a trilogy, but you haven't read the first book?
1: I tend not to. Um, however, yeah. if it was recommended. So sometimes we've had recommendations in book clubs where we were given the second book or the third book or the sixth book in a in a series. Um but it's like the stories don't necessarily pick up where the old one left off. It's cool to know the the background and all that, but it's still readable without having read the previous books. So I have read it that way and had moments where I thought, oh, I feel like I should go backwards and read the first one, but it was not a necessity. Um, so was able gotcha. to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You? Cool, cool. Uh, no, I wouldn't. It, it's just like okay. a movie for me. I need to know I need to know yeah. what happens in the first book. For me to understand it fully in detail, I need to read the first or first couple yeah. of books.
1: And it's definitely something that gets caught in your head if you know already that this is not the first book of a series and you haven't read the first book. You're like, well, now you're kind of wondering if you should mm-hmm. or not. Moving over to Wendy. Wendy, pause or play on Moon Witch,
0: Spider King. I'm going to definitely play. <laughs> nice yeah reason being that I love how uh there's a lot of creativity in the fantasy world and um the self identity of different uh aspiration uh with the spider and the uh, the dark star already caught me
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> the dark
0: star uh, okay. part of the title already caught me, and she was like, ooh with, like, you know, this darkness, and then, like, how does this person come out of it? And, um, yeah, things like that. See, this is
1: awesome to hear for me personally because I'm only dipping my toes into fantasy, like, I'm not a full fledged fantasy reader yet. But, you know, it, several books that I've read in a short amount of time um, have made me think, oh, I could be, like, I'm starting to open my mind up about. Just jumping into realms, right? And hearing you, um, who I'm going to introduce <laughs> in a second, uh, talk about like just just hearing a synopsis and saying, "Oh, absolutely, this is a definite play. These are the reasons why," and it's just full fledged fantasy, um, makes me think, "Oh, cool. Maybe one day down the line, I could be as ready uh, for something like this." So, my my personal answer to this is, I'm pausing right now mostly because of what Nisreen said. It's not the first book in the series, so I feel like I'd just be losing context or going in with the presumption that I'm losing context already. Um, But great to hear from Wendy, who we're inviting into our um, book review section. So we're opening up this space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks with Wendy Hong, a member of the evening book club that Amir Khan facilitates, and he's our regular contributor on the show. And you're our first time guest here on the show, Wendy. So thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to talking audiobooks with you. And uh, going straight from your description of why you would have picked this book in the Dark Star trilogy, what draws you into a story? Not specifically an audiobook, but into a story?
0: I think it's about the creative process of you know, it, it it takes a lot of imagination uh, to create and then to also, well, of course, the fantasy part and to actually put it into words in a way that a lot of us readers can sort of find one way, shape or form, relate to the specific character or maybe multiple characters.
1: Hmm. So the relatability is, is something that should come along somewhere in the process.
0: Yeah, and sometimes with different characters, you know, we kind of sort of find, well, for me anyways, how I imagine it is, you know, it's kind of like my ultra ego. (laughs) If I was a person and I had, you know, uh, as as, um, the character you were describing in the book that you're introducing, you know, if I had her strength to actually go and detect and do detective work about what happened to that lost boy and then come out of this, whatever happened to the kingdom and spiders and like, whoa, that's sounds like a lot of a lot of empowerment to me. So that's like, mm. it, it sounds pretty fun.
1: That's fascinating to me, because usually, it's like, you know, and I go back to Harry Potter, okay, my foray into fantasy, and I think, how does this guy relate to me? You know, how does this character encompass some of the things that I've gone through in life, and you're totally flipping that concept on his head and saying, Okay, but if I were this person, you know, how could I tap into their personality, their adventure?
0: Exactly. We can take on nice. we can take on multiple personalities in a fantasy book.
1: Right. Oh, you're totally selling me on fantasy, like right here, right now. This is so cool. Um, so when you, when you kind of talk about fantasy that way, did you go through a growing period of discovering fantasy or do you feel like you were always kind of into it because of being able to conceptualize this way?
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, this is uh, tripping back to uh, uh, memory lane. It was actually more like I always had a a very active imagination. (laughs) True. Yeah, and it got to the point where, you know, I was kind of afraid of the dark and being visually impaired doesn't help with the uh, shadows. Everything looks like elongated shadows (laughs) and whatnot. and. (laughs) As part of conquering, you know, sort of like building understanding and conquering my fear, I started to read into fantasy books. Um and that not only is was it interesting, but it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't, you know, as bad as I thought. Maybe the elongate shadow is just really just my shadow.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And then this spun into like a, a, a positive um way of using your imagination, getting into fantasy. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah for sure a positive way uh, using imagination um I've always been creative, so I always uh find ways for uh find books uh, fantasy books is one of those great things to find a lot of inspiration when it comes to creativity um you know you can use like words colors uh even um descriptive feeling that's something that you know something that we can't always physically manifest
1: mm hmm Yeah, exactly. You feel like you can understand just by the descriptions um, of what's going on. Exactly. So do you enjoy the world building? I ask everyone who's come on the show um, this question. Do you enjoy the world building of fantasy? uh because who was it who told us jacob nizreen who was like there's soft fantasy and hard fantasy right where sometimes a lot of things are left up to interpretation by the reader and then other times it's all built for you and you got to know the rules of the game to be part of it
2: Mm. yeah i think it was jacob said that right
1: yeah so which side are you on wendy hmm
2: a side, I pick don't a side. know. <laughs> I don't know
1: how
0: to answer that question to be quite honest. I like both.
1: <laughs> right. So you're you're not um well I guess the question for is does some fantasy overwhelm you? Like are there are there fantasies that just feels like there's a lot to know to grasp to um remove from reality in order to invest into the that world of fantasy.
0: Yeah, when you put it that way, the yes, yeah, it's, um it's, Things like suspense and horror and gore. Sorry, that's really not my <laughs> not my genre. <laughs> okay, I like. It's to not to ours either, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to go to sleep at night. But if it's in a playful way, like kind of like Casper or goes kind of thing, then I really don't mind.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: okay. So
1: I wanted to ask you, knowing your love of fantasy books, do you find that there's a difference in watching? like a fantasy TV show or a movie, you know, a series that way, um, with the visuals, with the effects and, and all of that, versus getting the descriptions through means of writing, so books?
0: Um, Definitely with, like, in movies, it does have those technical details. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find a lot of them uh, quite um Audio describe yet or I haven't tapped into that world of it yet. So the storyline, most of the time, does stick to a pretty close uh, storyline depending on the production. Um, but then with the book, uh, whether it's written or audio, it's sort of like you just take on your own imagination. You just have to close your eyes and you know whoever you imagine the characters to be will look like what you want it to be.
1: Right. Which is why like full circle of that is when people read their favorite books and they love them and then it gets turned into a movie or a um a tv series <laughs> you definitely get people talking right their commentary mm-hmm. on what was done right and wrong and just fully so or not
0: yes we get to pick <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly exactly um how about authors so when you love a particular book do you tend to go on an author binge of uh, who wrote that book or uh, do you tend to move on to another series or a recommendation uh,
0: no I'm not picky with authors I just like uh, uh, recommendations in series okay
1: great so speaking of which what would you like to recommend to our listeners Wendy bring us bring us into uh, your world of reading
0: so oh, this is one of my favorite uh, adolescent books when I was reading was younger. Um, and it brought in the world where it does dealt with specters and the unknown. And it's like, oh, no, this is going to be a scary thing. It does dealt with a, you know, a very light version of death, uh, but in the world across dimensions. And the book I'm recommending is by Philip Pullman. It is the second book of the Golden Compass trilogy called The Subtle Knife.
1: Okay. So tell us, um, if why book two of the trilogy? Why that is the recommendation?
0: Book two brings it is literally just a step into that dimension itself. We we got the beginning where like, you know we're kinda well, we're kinda on Earth and then book two just it already the where where we're already walking into another window, and then we're like, oh, all of these things start to develop, and this is why this, and this is why that, and the pieces started to come together before the book three. So mm-hmm. and and it and it helps with the idea of like, hey, you know, it kind of like wonders, like you know, for me, I would wonder where do specters come from? Like, what is specters? How do they exist? I mean, how do they even mm-hmm. materialize or manifest? And with this version, with the book, how it describes it uh, in, in this fantasy world, it has a really interesting point, but which I'm not going to give a spoiler. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you.
1: Um, does it follow a character? Like, do you find that the the underlying storylines as as important as the the overarching theme of um, this world? Um.
0: Uh, yeah. It well. We always have to follow a character. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it does uh, focus on two characters where um, the main character, Lara, meets uh, this young boy named Will, and they cross through these different dimensions and on not only uh, discovering what is dust and what is specters, um, they have to discover their own personal journey and what their part of uh, the role is playing in journey that they're going through
1: interesting and um you said that this is a favorite book for you from adolescence so is this something that you revisit a lot and if so yeah why
0: yes uh i think i read it three times already (laughs) nice i don't want to overdo it before it comes overkill um i read it when i used to have a bit more vision so i was reading it on paperback Mm-hmm. And then I revisited reading it as an audio book on uh, like a YouTube channel. And then I also recently came back to it again uh, under uh, Sela with a synthetic uh, audio from a different perspective or a different voice. Interesting. Like <laughs> so these <laughs> yeah.
1: are all three forms, uh, different forms of uh, hearing or reading the book. Yeah. Okay. And how did you feel about that? do you you always go back to uh, because I always think like when I read something in print I always reminisce on what it was like in print versus synth audio or even human narrated right like a, a story being told
0: yeah what's different was is that when I was reading from print and then compared to synthetic audio it was basically you know how I imagined it and when I was hearing it from a human narrated version it was it brought in a whole new different set of um, emotion experience because it will, you know, we do uh, rely on the voice actors right. <laughs> to act out the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, the performance value. And then reading it in synth?
0: Um, It was good. It was just how I imagined it when I was reading it in print.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I thought that the connection would be more... Um... Similar there, like reading print versus synth audio, because you're still kind of developing the the soundscape in your head. um, Whereas versus versus like what you said about human narrated, where you're leaving it in the hands of the performer and just listening along. So Mm -hmm. cool. Awesome, Wendy. Well, appreciate the your time, first of all, here with us on the podcast, but also the recommendation, because as I said, there's been a lot of guests who talk fantasy and I still feel like I'm I'm being encouraged, you know, moving along gently towards more fantasy lessons. So appreciate you uh, bringing it to us. No problem. and Thank you for having me. Thank you. Wendy Hong joining us, our guest for today's episode of AMI Audiobook Review. We'll be back, of course, with you in a week. And until then, happy audiobook listening. I'm Ramya Amuthan. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.